Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And Dennis is Dennis Halnon, one of the co-owners over at uh, Tab Computer Systems. And uh, we are all co-owners because we are we now are. 100% employee-owned company. So that's kind of cool. And uh, we're also joined by our favorite geek in Florida, Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV. You there, Wes? Hey, Eric. Dennis. How hey. are you doing, gentlemen? Good, good sir. Good how morning. are you? Yeah. How are you doing down there in Florida? Oh man, I'm doing great. I'm a, I'm sitting here geeking out. Uh, the uh, <laughs> holiday the holiday birds uh, dropped off a present early. I uh, get to unbox a uh, Intel Core i7 uh, E15 ThinkPad. So nice. I'm just in heaven Ooh. right now. <laughs> awesome. Now, now Wes Bryan uh, is one of the uh, edutainers over at IT Pro TV, and IT Pro TV is a is a basically a learning company where you can go ahead and sign up. And start taking courses to, towards getting IT certified, whether it's security, whether it's just understanding technologies, computers. You can get trained on even applications. And so, yeah, we, most definitely, yeah. You guys do a great job with that. And I, would, we've been having Wes on a few times here now. We want to get a little more deep and in, involved and have you kind of help our, our audience understand things. Um, yeah. we've, we've been doing the show for about 26 years and doing our best, but you're, wow. you're, you're a pro. So we talk about DNS all the time, open DNS right. as a security tool. And we thought maybe you could help maybe explain more deeply what DNS is. Uh, to, yeah. So we want to go and Mo- dig into that? Most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Dennis was uh, communicating with me, and, uh, man, he had a great <laughs> list. I was like, all right, powerhouse, let's do it. Yeah. Sounds fun. Um, <laughs> cool. So, you know, one of the DNS is one of the most important services that we have globally on the Internet today. From a local standpoint, it's important, but really I'm just it's, – it's so important. Like everything that we do across the Internet that makes our uh, things a little bit more human-readable and human-friendly uh, are – 
you know, um, just a lot, it makes it a lot easier on us because let's face it, you know, uh, I don't know many people's street addresses, but I do know their family names. So wouldn't it be nice that if I needed to send something to somebody, I could just, you know, just get their family name and not have to worry about all the addressing information below to actually get that to the end point or get that to their mailbox. And that's where DNS comes in. You know, DNS allows us to use some names that are a lot easier to uh, just type into a web browser and applications in general. And it allows us to find those resources when, you know, underneath, under the hood, right, all that addressing information, kind of like on the envelopes to your letters there, uh, you're the machines, the redistribution points that are actually making these packets hop across various networks are using those numbers. And that's what they use. They don't really care about the human readable stuff. So mm -hmm. this is kind of a meet in the middle approach where we can type in something like a www. you know, let's say computertab.com or www. Uh, Google.org or just any, any place that you would go to on the Internet. And, well, magically, you know, we connect to web servers. Well, it's the magic behind the scenes that actually is, to me, kind of fascinating, mm -hmm. right? So if you start at the front and jump in here at any point, you know, because <laughs> okay. I absolutely love this stuff. You're doing you fine. You to stop <laughs> me, <laughs> you know. Um, so, you know, one of the first things was like, you know, from the endpoint standpoint, if somebody types in, uh, you know, a, a website, right, mm -hmm. www.facebook.com or Microsoft.com, so what, what, what's happening? Why is it connecting to this web page? Well, it all boils down to the communication over the Internet as HTTP and HTML. And the reason the browser is able to deliver that information is because when you type that name and hit enter on your keyboard, in the background what happened is the network software on your network adapter actually generated a little question that said, hey, I need to find out where this www.microsoft.com is. I have no clue where it is. Can you help me? Takes that, wraps it up in a nice little bow packet, if you will, sends it across the network, and the properties of the network adapter point to this server. And the server is kind of like a bookkeeper. And then it says, hey, bookkeeper, DNS server, if you will, uh, it says, can you find the location of this www.microsoft.com that I'm trying to find? And that bookkeeper, that server, if you will, looks to a local file, just a little database, a little text file on its uh, is stored on its hard drive and says, well, I don't actually see what you're talking about here. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to talk to a couple more bookkeepers out there on the Internet and we'll have a conversation and I'll get back with you here in a bit. That process is called recursion, right? That's a DNS, if you will, recursor. Mm -hmm. You have what's known as a local resolver, if you will, and that local resolver is that component that asks the first question. I'm taking my book. I'm going to the bookkeeper. Hey, I need to find where this book, or maybe a card looking for that book. Here's this card. Can you find this book for me? Well, that bookkeeper then goes and talks potentially to other bookkeepers. And the bookkeepers are kind of like a hierarchy uh, uh, out there in the kingdom of the internet, if you will. And the, the top of the stack are they're what, they're what are called root hidden servers. And the root hint servers are, they don't actually resolve, they, they're not really bookkeepers of, let's say, specific books or records, if you will. They really just, they keep a listing of all the other bookkeepers out there 
that can help you find your information. Mm -hmm. So you go to the root, those root hint servers, that bookkeeper, you talk to them. And again, this is the first bookkeeper doing this on your behalf. And again, that's the process of, we call it name resolution, but the the process of talking to different bookkeepers is called recursion. So then what the root hint server does is it it turns around and it points to what are known as TLD servers. You know, of course, in IT, we cannot have anything if we don't have a ton of acronyms. Right. So the TLD... Uh, the TLD is what's known as the top-level domain servers, and it's interesting because many of us, any of us who have ever used the internet since, oh, God help me out, when we were when were we updating host files? I think that was what late eighties, <laughs> yeah, late eighties, early nineties, yeah, yeah. doing that. Yeah, because you guys have been doing this for a long time, so you remember when it's a static <laughs> file update, and if the list was wrong, boy, you were in trouble. Yep. Uh, oh well, yeah. We'll get to that because if that list is wrong today, it's it can cause trouble. So they go to those top-level domain servers. Consider them the bookkeepers of the .com, .gov, .edu, .mil for military, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, .igpro.tv, right? So mm-hmm. and the newer ones, you know, they started out. They had like a, you know, just a handful of them, but then obviously they didn't realize that the .com boom was going to have uh, happen, and then you know eventually people were going to have need IP addresses in, uh, you know, their refrigerators and stuff. So we had, right. as things progressed. The uh, top-level domains became a lot more. So, but those are all the different namespaces that you see at the end of a URL. Yep. TLDs. Now they do start to have information, and not information only about other servers, but they have information about other bookkeepers that actually control the bookshelves that those books are on. Let's say, if you will. Mm-hmm. So then the TLDs, what they do is they talk to what are known as second-level domain servers, and let's just generically think of uh, you can call them SLDs. And I, I I teach on them, but I know technically these are the companies, these are organizations that pay money to the uh, the top-level domain. Uh, organizations to actually store their books and their records, if you will. And the TLDs point to, let's say, Microsoft's, in this case, in our example, Microsoft's bookkeeper or DNS server, Mm -hmm. and says, I know where. So now we're sending that record to uh, Microsoft's DNS server. So now we're at Microsoft's DNS server. And so what what is Microsoft's DNS server or bookkeeper going to do? It's going to say, all right, well, you know what? You're in my library right now, and I know exactly where that book is. Hold on one second. I'm going to go to the bookshelf that that's on. Let me grab it, and I'm going to return this to you. And now you have your answer. But what does that bookshelf contain? It contains a list, a list, if you will, the records that we're looking for of what are known as host records and a variety of other records. But the important ones that we're talking about here are the records that map those names way back in the journey where we started that initial request to their actual IP addresses, which are what the redistribution points use in order to connect and move the mail, if you will, finally along the backbone of the internet to the appropriate location. And they say, here is your web server. I am the one that, now let's get a little bit more technical. I I have the authority. This is my record. I am the one that created it. I hold it. That's called an authoritative server. Mm -hmm. It's typically what they say, the last stop on the journey. But let's think of that as the one that is the owner of the results of that request, the other side of that, if you will. Yep. Now, here, here, let's do, let's now, let's do everything in reverse, right? And yep. all it basically does is it sends it back up the ladder, back to the original DNS server that my computer 
generated the original request, sends it to the, and it's typically like my ISP's DNS server, right? Right. Sends that request to the DNS server. The DNS server says, oh, that's awesome. Let me go ahead and I'm going to put that here locally in that database. That little file I originally looked at Mm -hmm. when you asked me that question and I didn't have your answer, but here's your answer. Yeah. Now, my computer reboots. I've got what's known as a local resolver cache because now that I have my answer, I store my answer locally. Right. And the next time I decide that, hey, I need directions to an endpoint, I don't have to stop at the gas station anymore. I already got it located in my wallet and I can look at it locally and I know exactly how to get there. That's called the local resolver cache. If it has its answer, it stops there. Right. But the DNS servers along the journey minus the route and largely speaking, the TLD servers, because they know what they're in control of. They're in control of the top part of that space. They also have local resolver caches. Now, and Wes, those local, yes, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. So you, you've given us that high level. I mean, people just yeah. did, did the Google and they're trying to find the Microsoft.com and they got there and you went from point A to point B. And so it's, yes. it's very logical, right? It's, it's, it's not magic. It's just yeah. if once you understand it, you understand from point A to point B. Now the, the thing is that's insidious about this is that the bad guys that understand this can do things like DNS poisoning, and they can poison the DNS at all different aspects of that trail you just talked about, including your local cache. Absolutely, yes. DNS poisoning is a very real thing because it's, you know, one of the things about DNS is it's inherently insecure. It has things that have been added later. Uh, like DNSSEC that can make it secure. But you're absolutely right. If I ask you a question, um, I don't know who's responding to that question. I have an IP address. Right. I am hoping that the response to that question is a legitimate one. But like you said, if the threat actor or the bad actors can get in there and they can, like you say, poison, which just means put bad information. And this information could be the road to nowhere that just does a denial of service attack, or more often than not, the road to exactly what they want you to see, whatever it might be, ransomware, anything. Right that they can then, you know, manipulate your journey. It's a, it's a very real thing. Now, with with uh, DNS filtering that we recommend all the time, OpenDNS, so you talked about those those servers. When we recommend OpenDNS, we're using a more, uh, I call it the, basically a, the HOV lane of having a, a safe travel on your highway rather than going down the more open direction you described, even though OpenDNS is kind of a counter-understanding there. But um, it, can you yeah, describe it really what it's is. trying to do? Yeah, well, first of all, it's it's based on the fact that we're not. I say we. I mean the the, the people that are you know uh, have these uh, products, if you will, even if they are in an open source land, um, or like even like Cloudflare, uh, is the fact. First of all, they're not selling in your advertisement information. Right. That's one of the big things because they have all these API endpoints, and any one of those endpoints can be um, you know a method of attack. Right. So first of all, they're doing they're they're not necessarily anonymizing you because we're not we're on the internet nothing's anonymous right. unless you're using VPN technologies but the point is they're not trying they're trying to they're not trying to um, put a trail of where you've been and then sell that to advertisers to use against you um, mm-hmm. that's one of the the greatest things and then the filtering is just it, it, it's such a necessity uh, and and there's different types of filtering one of the biggest filterings is the hey let's stall the API web request for a second just for a second and you know we used to say oh it's a slow website I'm going somewhere else but in today's day and age they're doing it because they don't want denial of service attacks so that you're you're getting multiple 
security implementations that you can use uh, that ultimately at the end of the day is going to give you performance right because uh, because of that journey again that less less overhead so there, there's a lot of things that it helps you uh, you know you do. So, I mean, so guys, we just touched on OpenDNS and Wes kind of gave you a real high, or DNS in general, a real high level and low level, in-depth kind of nitty gritty understanding of how DNS works, how you got from your browser out to the DNS servers and back again. Um, and that's the idea of having a, a trainer like Wes helping right. you understand technology. You know, it's not mysterious when he explains it the way he talks about the books and the library and the top level servers, secondary servers, and mm -hmm. understanding how this works. It can take the mystery out of IT. IT is supposed to be logical. It really is supposed yes. to be logical, and the GUI changed that. Uh, but uh, it is supposed to be logical, and under under the uh, hood, it is logical. And guys like Wes Bryan over at IT Pro TV can help you understand that. So if you're interested in getting in, getting instructed, getting more education, go to computertalkwithtab.com. We have a link out there where you can get 30% off of signing up for IT Pro TV. And we're doing this selfishly. We want It's going to help Wes fine. We, uh, great. You know, good. Keep Wes busy. We want more geeks in Connecticut. Because we do. We're, we are out of geeks, man. There's not enough geeks. So we're I'm purely doing this for selfish reasons. I want to find trained people to work for Tab it's, and, and, other, and other IT companies as well. But we need more geeks, and guys like Wes can help you get there. So, Wes, we thank you for joining us this Saturday morning, Most man. Definitely. Thank you, Wes. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys have a happy, you know, just a great holiday. I hope your new year's great. And Hey, uh, I'd love to come back in the new year and let's, let's get, let's, let's follow along in DNS and let's uh, peel back the layers of the onion. We'll do so. So yeah. thank you very much. You too. Take care now. All right. Bye-bye. Wes Bryant, IT Pro TV. Feel free to get online guys. Four lines wide open. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. And then Dr. Alessi will be in with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Four lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. I hope you enjoyed, Wes. The idea there is to truly kind of open your eyes to what's what's going underneath the hood of, of technology. It's mm -hmm. you know We've been doing this for 25 years, and we try to give you a practical, easy-to-understand solutions to your computer problems. But uh, guys like Wes can really train you on the more nitty gritty and get in, get you involved. Don't be afraid of it. Really, it's there's lots of great stuff out there when it comes to technology. So as we wait for your calls, we're going to bring up some news. Do you have anything you want to talk about, Dennis? Well, um, it seems um, Facebook found out that there were some security companies mm. that had created some fake accounts yes. in order to surveil people on Facebook. Oh, okay. And they they cut them off. There were about 50,000 people that were affected. Wow. And I believe it was 1,000 accounts that they found that were bogus. Uh, and it was done by seven different security companies. Put those in air quotes. Yes. Security companies. And so they're they surveilling were, your internet usage, your, your Facebook usage. Or Facebook. They're, yeah. they're following you on Facebook. They're becoming a friend and they're like, hey, this is Bob. You know me. I'm Bob. Oh, right. okay. You're a friend, Bob. Or they would use friend of friend rights too, where they would become somebody else's friend that's friend with you. Mm -hmm. And then they might be able to see what you're doing that way. Right. And it's a very seedy business. Uh, and I'll bet you this is just tip, tip of, the of the iceberg. iceberg. Yep. Yeah. So be careful who you're friends with on the, uh, on the old Facebooks. Um, we'll put a link up to that story. It is creepy. And, uh, you, you know, you see it all the time. People can easily make an account 
take pictures that you put out there publicly that look like you and say they're you and then you're a friend of somebody. So be aware of it. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. So during the news, get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. And everything we've talked about has been posted over at computertalkwithtab.com. And if you want to get trained up, go check out IT Pro TV. We get a 30% off link. Uh, again, we're doing it selfishly. If we're putting it out there because we want you to become a geek. We need more geeks in Connecticut, people that know how this stuff works. That's right. We need you. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. we got three lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We're going to go to your calls first. We got Chris in Wethersfield. What's happening, Chris? Yes. Hi. Uh, I have a question um, regarding uh, voicemails reaching a via IP office. Do you know anything about via IP office? A via, well, a via... It's kind of like a, an old boom-boom audit system. Okay. Okay, so um, the arrangement is, just so you get the, uh, the gist of this, mm-hmm. um, a person doesn't go into the office but once a month, and there's papers that, uh, say, I send to the office uh, for signatures, mm-hmm. and um, I leave messages over the phone yes. that get to this uh, via IP office. And when first comes into the office, they uh, see the listing that my, my phone uh, calls are listed on their computer, right. yet they've not received my private phone message. What could be possible reasons why? <laughs> That's, is now, wow. does, it, does it work for other people, or is it just your yeah, messages? Yeah, it works for other people. That was the first question I asked. <laughs> mm. I don't want to feel paranoid about this, but... Right, so when you leave the message, they don't get it. It's just dead air or just no sound? It's, it's, it's just... It's, uh, it's only appearing on the computer screen, but not in their uh, voicemail inbox. So they're not getting, like, an actual sound file. It's just... Right, in the okay. via IP office phone system. Right. Well, hmm. But it reaches the computer to show that the call was there. Right. I, I wonder if there's uh, something going on. Uh, I'm not going to say with your phone, but something going on with the phone call hmm. where your sound is not getting to the system. Okay. And it, it knows that there's a connection because it answered the call. Right. It picked it up. It got your phone number, so it knows who called, and it knows that there's a connection. But then, for some reason, no sound gets delivered to the other end. And And what it does is is it decides there's nobody there, and it just kills it and does nothing. Right. Okay. The weird thing is, once I leave a call, you know how sometimes you want to, you know, make sure that that, uh, you did it short and sweet and all the points were there. You do a, a repeat. You know, I, I've done that, so I know the call oh. is in there. Oh, so it did receive the said, sound because you know, it plays it do, back. You know, you, 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 do you want to send it? Yes. Make it private? Yes. And then send it. Hmm. Well, are you using that phone right now? Yeah. And you oh, it's working fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can hear you. It's got a weird hum, though. There is it a does. weird hum. It's, it's a, yeah. you know, frontier. 
Yeah, because you're going over your internet service, right? You're doing an IP well, connection. Well, I, I thought it was a true, you know, copper landline. Oh. Obviously, I am going through. No, not obviously. So it depends. I mean, you could be doing IP or you could be over copper, but you definitely have a hum going on here. So if you're hearing back the message, then that what I the scenario I just played out is probably not the, the case. So I'm going to say this: Could they be lying to you? Yeah. Right. Oh. Could they be? Because I mean, I can hear you perfectly. Uh, you know, to say I didn't get the message is like the classic. <laughs> you know, uh, especially if other systems work, why would yours not work? Is it for every Chris message that you leave, or is it for just a couple folks? Um. Well, like I, I believe, like I said, I asked, "Hey, if, if Joe Blow calls and you get, are you getting that message?" Like, right. Hey, first question asked. Yeah, yeah, they're getting their messages. But my question is, do you is this problem only from you when you leave a message to all the people you leave messages to, or how many people do you leave messages to? Oh, that uh, no, this this is just the only business. Everybody else gets it. Okay, and you're only getting it to even just one it's person. Only that one business, yeah. Yeah, and it's only one person at that one business. Uh, well, it's it's a business where, you know, some people show up on one day. Yeah, it's it's. I'm thinking it's them, not you. Uh, not. Yeah, it's sounding more and more like that because you're leaving messages for other people and they're getting your messages, right? Yeah, other people receive my message yeah. not at that firm, and, but at any other place. Correct. So it's them. It's so th- is it their system? I think it's the person. Yeah. So the, the thi- person that just this. Yeah, we set up phone systems for companies all the time, and yeah. we actually one of the things I always say to the, the the client is that you can have a general voicemail box on their on people's phones, but you can't just give it to anybody because you have to give it to somebody who actually is going to take action on the voicemail. And if they don't, if you just give it to everybody and some dingling listens to the message and then doesn't do anything about it, then you lose business. Right. So I'm guessing, Chris, it's not you, it's them. I'm guessing it's whoever you're talking to is is just not handling your message very well. Well. Uh, I installed my own, you know, voicemail system years ago when yeah. it cost like $2,000, didn't want to deal with AT&T. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just a thing in the wire room. And you had four four phones, mm-hmm. and we had it connected to the computer where you saw the, you know, the list of messages. Right. And as an administrator I, uh, on that little thing, I would imagine there, you know, a little boom-boom audit system has the same setup. Where an administrator kind of knows right. passwords or you know can manipulate, would it be something like that? Again, I think it's the person on the other end. If other people are getting the messages, it's not it's them. It's not you. Don't okay. don't don't worry about it. Just send your message in a different way, like an email. And yeah, all right, all right, right Chris. Sounds good. Thanks. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye bye. I like how she says "boom boom" the boom boom <laughs> system. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes the whole thing is. You, you got to use the logic, right? If your other folks are getting your messages, then it's it's them, not you. Don't yeah. don't always try to solve for. I mean, we have this type of issue all the time with email. Oh, you know? yes. People are not getting my yeah. email. Why is that? Why are they not getting? Well, because that company has a problem with their email system. You can't fix. Yes. Nothing I, you can do. Nothing we can do. Yeah, and uh, it happens more often than you think. Right. Much more often. Let's go on to Ed and Waterbury and see what's cooking in Waterbury. Hey, Ed. Hi. What's up? I got a question. <clears throat> is there anything I can do if a scammer is, is in control of your computer? Uh, well, <laughs> number one, unplug it from the network. <laughs> Turn it off. <laughs> or well, power it off. He, he, what they're doing now is he's on the phone now. He's going to have to get money from the bank. 
And I told her to hang up, but she's still continuing listening, listening to him. Oh, why? She, so she, you have your wife right now, and she's just being tricked right now as we talk? Right. Tell her to get really? off the phone. What, what are they trying to scam her out of? What are they trying to do? Money. For their, the bank. I just want their the bank account numbers and uh, social security numbers. No, no, don't give that. Don't give no, that. No, don't give it out. No, she said she's on the phone now yelling at me. So I'm not giving you any of that. No, well, and hang up. There's, she's got better things up. to do. Just hang yeah, up. Yeah, but he's in charge of our computer. We can't get on it as far as I know. Oh, so you let him in because you had you responded yeah, to an ah. Uh, she forgot all about what she's doing. She just well, anyway, she's looking for something else, and she she soft soaked her into telling her to do this, and so she did, and then now it's he's in control. All right, so you're going to turn off the computer and you're going to hang up the phone with that dingaling. Um, number one, number two, you're going to have to get somebody to help you with your computer to do some scans to see what right. they loaded on your machine, if if anything. They're more interested in just trying to get you to pay them now than to do anything. Um, but you probably fell for one of those Microsoft scams, right? No, it was a PayPal pad. Pay, pay, PayPal pad. A, a pay, no, no, PayPal. Okay, so a PayPal scam of some kind. Somebody sent you an email yeah. saying something? Okay. Well, yeah. she, always, she owed money. But it said, you know, my, they always put on uh, uh, PayPal, your you $495 deposited into your account. So we have to, you know, resolve it just to take it out and send it back to me. Right. So you got an email saying you yeah. got money that was inadvertently so did, deposited, yeah. and then she responded, yeah. and now. So, so she did. So he he may not so be in the. There. Why does she think he's he's in the computer, Ed? Because when we we told us to go to Target and get the Target gift cards. Okay, that still doesn't so mean they're in your computer yet. Yeah. Yeah. So we got. Well, anyway, the four ninety five changed to four thousand nine hundred and ninety five dollars. So now we have to get uh, the money to the bank. Supposedly deposited in there because we're showing no, it was no, deposited no. in our account. It's not. It's not. So you no, want it? Not. So she took. Now she took her money out and paid for the gift cards, etc. Uh, okay, so she's so got the. We, but she didn't send the gift cards in, Ed. Did Did, did you give him the numbers? No, and the gift yeah, we had to scratch the back off and give him the. the you numbers. didn't do it though, did no. you? No. Yes, you did. Oh my goodness. Really, Ed? Yeah, and then when she came home, we, uh, we, there were Nike gift cards, so we had, we had to take a, a photo, per se. Oh, my. And we got home. There was, there was a camera watching every move we were making as we walked in the door to take a photo of the gift card. So now I have no request. I don't have no idea what to do now. Yeah, I'm, she's got to get off the phone with that person, and you should probably call the police. And yeah. tell them what happened to you. And the FBI may or may not get involved as well. $4,000 is something that is it's pretty significant. Yeah, it's yeah, because we're on, we're on Social Security. So we're not, no, yeah. everything is going to be deposited, direct deposit into the bank. Right. So you need to go and uh, hopefully she gave no bank numbers or I hope she gave no bank account numbers. I don't know. She's on the phone with them now yelling at him and stuff like that. Yelling at the bad guy? Yelling at mm-hmm. the bad guy or the bank? Yeah, I know. I know. That's the guy who's calling because he wants our computer back. He says, "Oh, the hackers came in there. They're controlling everything." Yeah, he's probably lying about that. So yeah. he's already taken your money because you, 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 you. She can get off the phone with him. She's not going to get anywhere with that guy. I know. Um, but you need to call the police next. Um, in your, in well, your. We did that yesterday. Okay, good. Um, did they tell you to do anything? Well, all they said was, as long as it was, you know, deposited in your account. 
there's nothing they can do about it because it's, it's in your account. So all you do is taking the money out and giving it back to the person. What? I know. The police told you that? The police told you that? Well, it's because it, it, it originally started because they deposited it in our account. But they didn't. So, no, well, they supposedly they did because it was shown that they deposited it. Right, in a fake So in we a had fake to PayPal. turn the money back to the person. I understand all that. So the police didn't seem yeah. to understand your problem either, if that's what they Probably said. Probably not. They, no. they didn't pick up on the fact that this is a scam. Right. Uh, I would call them back and say, this was a scam. Right. You're going to have to investigate it. Yeah, and also call PayPal. And you use PayPal, obviously? You must, right? Yeah. Yeah, you may want to call PayPal and tell them about what happened to you. Don't call any numbers that were sent to you by the bad guy. Go and call PayPal directly and say, hey, right. this is what happened, and they should have a, an area of their service that can work with you. But yelling at the bad guy is not going to get you anywhere. Um, well, I know. We have a phone number and everything else. Does that help? You know, I mean, it might help, but again, the guy can get phone numbers. They can get easily get phone numbers. I know. I, I know. I just, so, I, I, I mean, we're always, she's going kind of crazy per se you know I mean, it's like oh she's know, mad she's very mad do this, do this, yeah you know? she's very mad and you guys are very so you're very nice to try to make something right because you thought something was made wrong and you were going to try to make it right because somebody inadvertently right. put money and that's all p- preying upon your goodness um and that's just the nature of these these scammers out there so yeah you need to go ahead and get back on the phone with Get on the phone with PayPal, see if they can help you, and get on the phone with um, the police because they clearly didn't quite understand what's going on. Unless I'm missing something, they scammed you, giving you a fake number as far as how much was ir- improperly deposited into your account. You believed it without checking your PayPal account specifically, and then you went and bought right. cards. So when you start talking about those gift cards and stuff and scratching things off, the police should pretty much instantly realize this. Um, you may also have coverage under your homeowner's insurance. Just ask, just saying, know. you should call and find out about your, ins- you have, you, I assume you have some sort of insurance, right? Yeah, we do, yeah. You may be, they've robbed you. They didn't come in your home and do it. They did it over the phone. No. Um, so you may have coverage. Don't hold your breath, but you might. And uh, you might be able to get that $4,000 back. But God, let this be yeah. a lesson to you guys. Never do this type of stuff with scratching oh, cards. I know. And- I, you know, I mean, we always know what happens to somebody else, but you never figure it happened to you. Right. You know? Yep. Yeah, and, and you guys just did what you thought was right. And, again, it's all baloney. Um, but I think you do need to make a couple phone calls. Tell her to stop wasting your time yelling at this guy. This guy's got nothing but time. He's sitting in the third world. There's probably a couple of goats walking past, um, and he's laughing at you. He's in Uzbekistan or sure. something like that. Um, don't, right. don't bother. Yeah, okay, yeah, so don't bother wasting your time. You've, the money's probably gone. It's just a matter of seeing if you can get some sort of claim on your insurance. And I'm sorry it happened to you, Ed. As far as being in your computer, you need to go and bring your machine to a a trusted IT company, like uh, maybe Staples might be able to help you. Have them do a scan on your machine. Yeah, we have our own guy, you know. Oh, you got your own guy. So turn off your machine. Yeah. Yeah, shut it off. Yeah. Just shut it off now. Yeah. and Don't wait. Shut it off. And then talk to him whenever you can get out there to scan it for you, Ed. Right. I appreciate the call. Okay. I think you let people oh, yeah. know what happened. I hope it just works out for us, you know. Me too. I think your only yeah. only recourse is insurance. Okay. Uh, but check with PayPal. Call PayPal as a, as a customer and say, here, here's what happened to me. Can you help me? They might. Yeah. I, I don't know. All right? Okay. All right. Sorry. Thank you so much. You got it, Ed. All right. We, Thanks a lot. Yeah, bye-bye. I wish we could help them and, like, give them some sort of inoculation or something. but. Yeah. If you let them in the door, 
this is the issue when it comes to anybody coming and knocking on your door and acting like they're from the water company. Hey, I got to check your pipes. I'm from so-and-so. I got to check this. You know, that's why I joke around saying, what's your password? All they're doing is asking for the information and you're giving it. And if you have to jump through hoops like that, whenever you receive an email saying anything about your account, yes, it can feel, you can feel like it's real, right? And everyone's had that feeling. I told you about my little thing when I was the Facebook marketplace. Even I can get scammed. Everybody is human. Well, that's also why we offer security awareness training to our clients. Our business clients are, we're doing security awareness training constantly. It's an ongoing thing. And really more companies should do it because these types of scams are happening constantly. And the bad guys are way ahead of us. So if you can get security awareness training happening, you can actually then be more aware of the scams that happen. So in our case, if you get hit with a question saying, hey, you know, yada, 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 whatever the email might be to trick you, if you identify it, you get congratulated. If you, right. if you click on it, you get admonished. Mm-hmm. Hey, this could have been a big problem. And that constant thing, we had a client who uh, thought the U.S. Post Office uh, had some sort of thing going on with, with packages that were coming, and he fell for it, right? He clicked on the link. Of course, it's the season of packages, right? Of course, you've got a package coming from the U.S. Post Office, so of course you're going to click on the link. And of course, we told him, wah, wah, this was a test. Had it been a, a real attack, he could have literally loaded a payload on the owner's computer right. And now what's happening? Right. Who knows what's happening? That could have been really bad. Yeah. So we're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Did you miss Computer Talk with Tab on Saturday? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. And Joey brought up a good point that we want to remind you of. So if you're getting, getting new software, getting Xboxes, Playstations, if you can find them, Right. Yes. One thing you want to consider doing is connecting, uh, opening it, opening it up, setting up, connecting it to the old internet, and updating it. Because right. if you try to do it on Christmas morning and watch the latest movies or stream this or that, and everyone's hammering and updating and downloading games, you're literally not going to have the ability to do much for the first three or four hours of Christmas morning. <laughs> yeah. So update it for the kid. You know, um, do that type of thing, and you'll be all set. Yeah. You want them to be able to turn it on and play. Exactly. Right, that, right then. There's nothing worse than <laughs> Christmas morning. And you're Turn like, it on and wait for three hours <laughs> for something to update. <laughs> yeah. And then you get hit with massive data bills on after that. Um, so keep that in mind. I'm going to quickly get to Jack in Middletown. Jack, we only have a few minutes. What can I do for you, sir? Yeah, I'm trying to make it quick. The Kronos hack, my daughter works at Stop and Shop, and yeah. I was surprised. She called me yesterday saying, Dad, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get paid. I'm like, what? I know you covered it a lot. Yeah. Now, as a C, let's say I'm the CEO or whatever, the big man, big kahuna. Of what? Yeah. What are my choices? Well, you got to talk to your your geek and say, hey, why'd you put me in that Kronos cloud? And maybe I should have bought a local server and did it the old-fashioned way. I know it sounds silly, but it's not silly. Yeah, it's like hindsight, but... Either you pay or you don't, or do they have insurance? I don't know. So they probably do have insurance, um, and they're going to probably put a claim on some sort of cyber insurance. But guess what their rates are going to do? As I gave you an example last uh-huh. week of a, a cancer doctor who was impacted by the Electa outage, his cyber insurance went from $1,400 a year to $15,000 a year, and he didn't they do anything. Why. Well, right. He put a claim. So imagine if all the stop and shops using Kronos put in a claim on their insurance. You know, It's going to be a very expensive premium next year. Um, so I guess they're going to have to do it the old fashioned way and write a check, um, use the old spreadsheets and, 
And, and think twice about the cloud. you you got to have a backup. The cloud is just somebody else's servers. So why do you oh, think yeah. they're any better than your servers? I mean, that's that's the whole misnomer of the cloud. Yeah. They're not doing any better, clearly. No. So Unfortunately. Sorry it happened to you, Jack, but we're not surprised. All right. Thank All right. you. So uh, it's too bad. You might not get a paycheck around Christmas thanks to your cloud. That hurts. Going down. I want to thank Wes Bryan from IT Pro TV for joining us. He'll come back again uh, sometime in January. I thank Mike G for posting everything. I want to thank Matt for producing, even though we couldn't hear him. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see Joey. And uh, thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. I think we're off next sa- next Saturday because it's Christmas and they play Christmas music, so you won't hear us next Saturday. Uh, but we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back after the first year. Maybe not then too. Either I don't know. Remember, we want you to be geeks, too. Merry Christmas. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 